Hello, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. In this episode, we talked to Professor Jeremy Horwood, who is Professor of Social Science and Health at the Centre for Academic Primary Care at the University of Bristol. And we're going to discuss his team's paper, which is titled The Unintended Consequences of Patient Online Access to Health Records, a Qualitative Study in UK Primary Care. So this is a really timely topic, given that patients across England will have increasing access to their online medical records from the 1st of November. So, Jeremy, I just wanted to start off by asking if the timing of this paper was deliberate, given the changes coming now to online access to records? Um, The the timing was deliberate, but um, patient access to the records has actually been delayed a few times now. Um, And we actually conducted this research during February 2019 to January 2020, so it was pre-pandemic. But all our findings are still very relevant for what's happening now. So tell us a bit more about what you did in the study to look at how patients and practice staff, which I thought was a really key part of the study to have both perspectives, about what how they viewed the consequences to online access to records. Sure. So what we were looking at were the unintended consequences of implementing patient access to their medical records. And we framed this against the intended consequences on the NHS policy. And there were two main intended consequences. The first one was to enable patients to have greater control of their health. And this is by giving patients information about their health and their condition and their history. The idea is it could lead to more personalised care and greater involvement in the patient's health. The second intended consequence was around to improve efficiency of care and improve um, practice workloads as well. And the idea around this was that you may have less inquiries from patients phoning up about test results and those sort of things because the patient may be able to access them through their medical records. So those were the intended consequences that we were looking at. And so what we did was a qualitative study and we interviewed both patients and staff from GP practices in the southwest and the northwest of England. So I was interested about this idea of the unintended and intended consequences of online access. And NHS England describes what they felt were going to be the intended consequences of online access, access, which you've summarised. Do you think that there is enough thinking at a policy level about the unintended consequences, which you get into a bit more in the paper? I think what our paper demonstrates is rolling this out is a lot more complex than the policy actually provides. And whereas these intended consequences are are valid aims, there's actually a lot of support that needs to happen to practices to help this implementation. So tell us a bit more about what you found uh, in the study. Okay, so the first one, in terms of patients taking greater control of their healthcare, so in terms of the intended consequences, Patients did, some patients did find it a more convenient way to access information about the healthcare. And some patients did say it equipped them to ask questions in future consultations as well. So that, that was all really good. But there were some, um, some unintended consequences, which were quite negative as well. So the first one is that it could impact on patients' understanding of their healthcare. And this could be they could discover surprising information. We had a participant that um, found out there was suspected breast cancer in their notes, which they knew nothing about. So that caused alarm and distress. Also, the way the information has been written or the, or the way that the results are presented 
may not be in a format for patients to understand. So that can cause some misinformation as well, misunderstanding as well. Also, there's there's issues around um, being able, practitioners being able to write their gut feelings in the notes because if the patients are then viewing this information, some practitioners felt like they didn't have a space to write those gut feelings in the notes as well. There were some positive unintended consequences as well that that some practice, some um, GPs talked about being much more transparent and jointly writing notes with patients. So sitting down with the patients and go through what they're actually writing as well. So a lot more transparency, which is good. In terms of the second um, consequence, so that was around improving the efficiency of care. One positive in the intended consequences were the practices no longer had to print out medical records when a patient requested them. But there are quite a few unattended consequences which added to practice workload. So this is things like preparing notes if a patient requests them. So you may have to redact sensitive information. You may have to redact information about third parties in notes. Also, you may have to sit down with the patient and support them through reading notes. So tell them what to expect and try to avoid misunderstanding with the notes as well. There are also more time about managing more complex situations. So you may have a situation around um, teenage access or around domestic violence and coercion. So you may have to take that on a one-to-one basis and, and work through those as well. Also, there was maybe some more time um, dealing with concerned patients as well. So there may be some challenging conversations. So we had an example where a patient saw that there was uh, obesity in their record and they wanted to challenge that as well. Again, going back to what I was saying that I felt that it was interesting that you spoke to patients and GPs and practice staff. And do you think that from this study, there was a mismatch in how patients and practice staff viewed online access in terms of negatives and positives? I think the way notes are written has had to evolve. So up to now, notes were written for the the staff to refresh their memory or to talk to other staff. They weren't written for patients to, to view them. So now they're written for patients to view them. So they're a different document. I think that that's especially a concern that's been raised at our practice about issues around jargon, abbreviations, and spelling or grammatical issues in the notes, which could seem unprofessional. And as you highlight, it's because the notes are written for our own looking back on rather than keeping patients in mind. So do you think that there needs to be a shift going forwards in terms of how notes are documented by GPs or other primary care staff? Definitely. Knowing that the patient's going to view your notes means that you do have to spend more time writing them and you have to write them in a more transparent way. Mm-hmm. And any other key findings that you wanted to highlight from the study? I guess it's the, the main finding is that in, in implementing patient access to the medical records is a lot more complex than set out in the NHS policy. And to achieve the, the intended aims of the policy, practices do need support because there's additional work needing to prepare the records if you're looking at historical records, also to prepare patients about what to expect from the records as well. Even though it may reduce patients filling up asking for test results, you may also have patients filling up having queries about what's in their record as well. So it's not known if it's going to reduce practice workload. And when we did the study, patient access to the records was actually really low. So we don't know what happens from the 1st of November when, by default, patients will have access to their records. 
And I think that's an important thing to highlight because one of the intended consequences was to improve efficiency or reduce practice workload. But if there is extra work that needs to be done, that's difficult to resource, isn't it, in primary care? So thinking about how that would be realistically done or preparing for it, I suppose. Definitely. There's definitely going to be a transition phase where there's going to be additional workload. We will get people getting used to it and you will get lots of inquiries as well. And the danger of that is when primary care is already really stretched and coming into winter as well, how practices are going to deal with that. Yeah, wait and see how everyone copes because it's coming. So it's just about how things are going to be managed. Um, So moving on from the findings, do you have anything that you would suggest in terms of implications for practice or advice for um, practice staff or GPs specifically about either recording notes or about mitigating some of this extra resource or time that might be needed to um, go back and redact information from records, for instance? Yeah, in the paper, table three provides some issues, but then some ideas about how to mitigate those issues as well. And that's for practices to look at, to consider how they may mitigate some of these issues. I have to say that I really like table three in this paper. It's a very practical set of uh, advice, really, because the table looks at the unintended consequences that you've highlighted in the paper and then offers this mitigation advice for clinicians and practice managers. So I would implore anyone listening to go and read this before the 1st of November. So yeah, could you just summarise the main findings of the study, um, highlighting uh, what you did and what you found? Yeah. The aim of the study was to investigate the unintended consequences of patients having online access to their medical records. So we interviewed both staff and patients from practices across the southwest and northwest of England. In terms of the initial NHS policy intended consequences in terms of empowering patients to take greater control of their health, we did find that some patients really liked having access to their records and it helped them ask questions in future consultations. But for other patients, There was misunderstanding about what was written in the records. The records were written in jargon or test results weren't really understood. And this could cause some distress. In terms of the second intended consequence in NHS policy, which was to reduce practice workload, we found that there was lots of additional workload. And this was in terms of preparing the records, especially if it's a historical record and you have to redact information, but also working with the patient to prepare the patient what was actually going to be found in that record as well. And there was also dealing on a one-to-one basis with more complex patients, so teenage access or patients that may have experienced domestic violence, where a lot of sensitivity had to be around patient access to those records. So practices really need to be supported to both help prepare the record for sharing, but also to help prepare the patient for receiving the record as well. Just touching on that, so going back a bit about the access for teenagers um, and young people, could you just describe a little bit more about what the issues were around that in terms of uh, younger people accessing the records? So this could be where um, teenagers were having access to their records, but also parents wanting access to their records as well. And so the mismatch between that of whose record it is, and especially if it's, if it's a younger teenager as well. But yeah, the difficulty of who's viewing the records. And this is an issue that you may give a patient access to the record, but you don't know who else is viewing it. And that's also been a concern around domestic violence with coercive partners as well. So that's quite a tricky thing to navigate because I don't know if we ever would know. So whether it's a case-by-case issue or... From our 
from our interviews, it was done on a case-by-case basis. So by the by the practice, knowing that patient and maybe talking to that patient about what online access may mean, mm-hmm. which is time-consuming as well. And I think that's an important issue to highlight, that there will be this transition phase as practices start processing records for online access. And practices may need to dedicate time to think about these cases at an individual level. Well, it's wonderful to hear about this timely research, Jeremy, and all that remains is for me to say thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found at bjgp.org and the show notes and audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Share if you've enjoyed it and subscribe in all the usual places from your podcaster of choice. And just to mention that the BJGP Research Conference is returning next year on Friday the 31st of March 2023. The conference is going to bring together UK and international general practice research and we're developing some great opportunities for networking during the coffee and lunch breaks. The abstract submission site is up and running at bjgp.org forward slash conference so do visit the site for more information or if you'd like to present your work at the conference. Thanks again for listening. 